play. You're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, we'll bust a myth about the science of sourdough starters, and you'll learn why identical twins aren't so identical after all. Then play along at home as we test your podcast knowledge with this month's Curiosity Challenge trivia game. Let's satisfy some curiosity. If you're like me and you started a sourdough bread hobby during the pandemic, you probably learned that your sourdough starter is unique to your location in the world. A sourdough starter, for the uninitiated, is the flour and water mixture bakers use to grow the yeast that makes their bread rise. And some of that yeast comes from the surrounding air. So if your bread is particularly good, you probably live in a location with particularly good sourdough microbes. That's the claim, anyway. But a new study has revealed that while there's tons of diversity among sourdough starters, geography has nothing to do with it. A team of microbiologists, probably inspired by their own pandemic bread baking, decided to tease apart what gives sourdough its character. Scientists have known that particular types of yeast and bacteria feeding on flour can form unique communities, but they haven't known much about the structure or diversity of those communities. The team had bakers from all over the world send in samples of their sourdough starters. They ended up with 500 samples from across the U.S., Europe, Asia, and Australia. After sequencing the DNA in the starters, the team did several things. First, they employed sensory professionals, who are people literally paid for their smelling abilities, to sniff out the individual aromas from the starters. Then they chemically analyzed the volatile organic compounds from the dough that contribute to smell. Finally, they measured how quickly the dough from each starter rose. In the end, they learned that there's much more diversity among sourdough starters than we had realized. For instance, they found more than 700 different species of yeast, but 30% of the starters didn't contain the kind of yeast we traditionally associate with bread baking. The scientists were also surprised to find that acetic acid producing or vinegar producing bacteria was way more common than they realized. Starters with lots of this bacteria produced slower rising bread with a vinegary smell. But the big, maybe disappointing finding is this. Geography has absolutely nothing to do with the bacterial communities in sourdough starters. The team says the differences between starters come down to lots of tiny things, like the starter's age, how often it's replenished with new flour, and where people store it. If you're a baker like me, I know, it's pretty long. Try not to be too sour now that you dough. After all, we're still in a pandemic. Bread research is the yeast of our problems. Wow! <laughs> I punned, Cody. I did it. Yeah. Wow! You really rose to the occasion. <laughs> I scored. Is that a bread thing? That's a bread thing. You have to score the dough. Oh. <laughs> Hollywood has a fascination with identical twins. Right, Ashley? I mean, the Property Brothers, Drew and Jonathan Scott, Jimmy and Jay Uso, former WWE Tag Team Champions, as we all know. I mean, there's, of course... Uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Who are not identical. Oh, that's right. They're not. Uh, my, uh, my ex-boyfriend and his twin. Hollywood is fascinated with your ex-boyfriend and his twin. <laughs> They're fascinated. <laughs> you know, Tia and Tamara from Sister Sister, the Bella twins, Brie and Nikki Bella. 
Anyway, I could go on. I feel so old right now. I feel like you should be a pro wrestling fan. That's what I feel. Maybe, maybe. That would have fixed half of this. But anyway, like we said, Hollywood loves twins. And science, believe it or not, is just as enamored with them. That's because identical twins are said to have identical DNA. And when you've got two people with the same DNA, that means any difference between them probably isn't genetic. So they're used in lots of scientific studies. Well, new research may have changed some things because it turns out identical twins aren't as identical as we thought. Now, the scientific term for identical twins is monozygotic, meaning they came from a single fertilized egg that split into two. So it was long assumed that identical twins were a carbon copy of one another, even at the genetic level. But it wasn't until recently that scientists could verify that claim, since they didn't have the technology to compare twins' genomes. But now they do. So for a study published in January, scientists analyzed the DNA of 381 identical twin pairs. They found that the pairs differed by an average of 5.2 mutations. Now that seems pretty tiny when you consider there are 3 billion letters in a genome. But remember, that was an average. 10% of the pairs differed by more than 100 mutations, while another 10% had no differences at all, and the rest were somewhere in the middle. This discovery has huge implications for science. And that's because, like I said, identical twins have been popular study subjects for questions of nature versus nurture. Researchers would study identical twins who had been raised in different households. If there was a major difference between them, researchers could conclude that it was due to their upbringing. If they had some unusual similarity, it was probably genetic. This new study casts some doubt on work that's been based on that assumption. But what's cool is that scientists were able to pinpoint when these mutations happened, down to the stage of embryonic development. See, sometimes mutations happen when the enzyme copying our DNA makes a mistake that goes uncorrected. In twins, that can happen before or after the egg splits, and that can affect whether one or both twins gets the mutation. Other times, the differences aren't in the genes themselves, but in which genes are turned on or expressed. That's called epigenetics, and it can change over a twin's life. Sequencing the genomes of the twins' parents and partners and children helped scientists narrow down where each genetic difference came from. This study is just more proof of the fact that nothing is really nature or nurture. Both interact in complicated ways to make us, us. It's time once again for the Curiosity Challenge. Every month, I call up a listener and I put them to the test by asking three questions from stories we ran on Curiosity Daily in the previous month. For this Curiosity Challenge, I talked to Stephanie, who's an engineer and a longtime listener. I started by asking her where she's from and by getting acquainted with her dog. Take a listen. Where are you based? Oh, oh gosh, my dog wants to say hi. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy. What's your dog's name? His name is Luke. Hey, Luke. Aw. Yeah, I'm in uh, California, actually. I'm originally from Miami, but I moved out here like a year and a half ago. Well, great. So uh, so how long have you been listening to Curiosity Daily? Oh, gosh, for like two years, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Long hauler. That's cool. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. You want to do this? You want to do some trivia? Oh, gosh, I think I'm ready. You ready, Luke? <laughs> looks ready <laughs> oh yeah he looks ready so 
as always, there will be three questions. There'll all be multiple choice. And that's how we'll do it. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So number one, we usually think of there only being two chronotypes or sleep-wake patterns, night owls and early birds. But a recent study says that there may be at least four more, which is not a chronotype they named. A, daytime sleepy, B, highly active, or C, midnight toker. Mm. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the last one. That's right, because Midnight Toker is a lyric from a Steve Miller Band song. So (laughs) perfect. All right. You got one. Um, Number two. Why did scientists once put ants on stilts? A, to see if they navigate via smells on the ground. B, to see if they navigate by counting their steps. Or C, to see if they navigate using the horizon. Oh, that's interesting. I actually just listened to this one not too long ago, so it's fresh in my memory. Counting steps. Yes, that's right. Woohoo! Two for two. Last one. Let's see if you can get it. Scientists recently developed a Frankenstein-like drone that they call the Smellicopter, which gets its sense of smell from a real body part of this animal. A, a mouse, B, a moth, or C, a snake. Oh gosh, oh gosh. Uh, I'm going to guess here. A moth? That's right. Yeah. They use a moth antenna. <laughs> yeah, you got all three right. Thanks so much, Stephanie. You did great. Thanks for everything. This is awesome. And keep it up, guys. I, I missed Cody while he was on paternity leave, so I'm glad he's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's back, too. <laughs> well, thanks so much. 100%. Can't get better than that. How did you do? If you'd like to play next month, or if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, shoot us an email at curiosity at discovery.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. Before we recap what we learned today, here's a sneak peek at what you'll hear next week on Curiosity Daily. Next week, you'll learn about a simple fix to reduce your carbon footprint while using the internet. That time giant sandworms roamed the ocean floor. Why lakes freeze from the top down instead of the bottom up and more. We'll also learn about the future from award-winning producer and Flash Forward host Rose Eveleth. Super exciting. But for now, let's recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that where you live has nothing to do with the bacterial communities in sourdough starters. There are a lot of different starters with several hundred species of yeasts, But those differences come down to tiny, non-geographically related things, like how old it is, where it's stored, and how often it's replenished with flour. I'm sure you're dying to talk about your sourdough experience, Ashley. So, (laughs) My sourdough starter has matured into a lovely young adult sourdough starter. I am so happy with it. It makes such good bread. I use it every weekend. This wasn't just a phase for me. I'm now like a baker like i'm baking bread it led me to bake complicated things like macarons like i have more confidence in my baking ability and i understand more about the the nuances of just like it sounds so weird but it's like listening to the dough like knowing what the dough needs from you it sounds so bizarre but it's like you cannot follow instructions and just assume it's going to turn out right you have to be like 
are you ready for the next step or do I need to like let you sit there for a second? It's uh, yeah. But shout out to Linda from Cornell for giving us the idea for this story. She knows that I'm a big sourdough fan and I really appreciated her idea. So when is your Discovery Plus Food Network special going to debut? Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just waiting for that call. We'll see. (laughs) Maybe we should send some emails. (laughs) Oh, yeah, maybe. This is where we work, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we learned that identical twins aren't completely identical. Sure, out of billions of sets of genes, only a handful of mutations in this study were different. But still, this changes the way we should look at identical twins for scientific research in the future, since even a super tiny difference is a difference. We also learned that Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are not identical twins. And also, I feel like it's worth mentioning that Steffi Drucker, the writer of this story, is a twin. So she brought some of her twin experience to the research. There you go. Today's trivia segment was produced and edited by Ashley Hammer. Today's stories were written by Cameron Duke and Steffi Drucker and edited by Ashley Hammer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Have a great weekend and sour don't forget to join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.